Cats at Night. Now, here's John Katsimatidis. This is John Katsimatidis, Cats at Night, the number one show at 5 o'clock. You tune into this station, 77 WABC, to find out what the heck is going on in the world. And we're also broadcasting on AM 970 The Answer and on WLIR. In the studio with us, we have a common sense uh, Democrat. We have Judge Richard Weinberg and a common sense, two common sense Republicans. One is President Nixon's son-in-law, Ed Cox. And I understand today is a uh, special day. You bet. And you'll tell us about it. And uh, we have Craig Eaton, 10 years, the GOP chairman of uh, Brooklyn. On my my right-hand side, we have Lydia Serrani and uh, Lydia... It's interesting days. We have an amazing show for everyone to stay tuned tonight. So listen throughout the entire hour. We'll be speaking with uh, Senator Lindsey Graham, former Speaker of the House Newt Gingrich. We'll also be speaking with the former head of the FBI office here in New York. But first on the line, we have uh, Professor Alan Dershowitz, several decades at Harvard Law, Brooklyn boy at heart. And Professor Dershowitz, I can I bet your reaction to the raid at uh, Trump's Mar-a-Lago office shocked you probably to your core as much as it did the rest of America. It did, but I thought a lot about it. And I brought my 60 years of experience to bear. And this is breaking news. I've solved the mystery. I know why they did not issue a subpoena and why they conducted a search. You have to pay attention because it's a little technical, but this is breaking news. Wait, wait, wait. Let's hit the button. Hit. Okay. Breaking news. WABC. Okay. Okay. Had they issued a subpoena, President Trump's lawyers would have said, we have a self-incrimination right not to produce anything that the very production would show that we're guilty. That is... If they say you have classified material and he produces something that turns out to be classified, the very act of production is self-incriminating. And in order for the government to get that, they would have to give him something called production immunity. That is, they couldn't use in court the fact that he produced it, the fact that it was found in his house. But if they search for it, and he's not involved in the production, then they can tell the jury we found it in his house. This was an effort to circumvent the Fifth Amendment, and only an experienced lawyer would understand it. It's it's how many angels can dance on the head of a pin, but it really matters because under the law, the document itself, the content of the document, let's assume there's a document that says, I murdered Mr. X. That document, it's already been written. Searching for that document and getting it and introducing it in court doesn't violate any First Amendment, any Fifth Amendment rights. But if you ask the person who wrote it to produce it, the very fact that he's producing it would mean that he was the one who wrote it. He was the one who possessed it. And that's what was at stake here. I finally figured it out after thinking about it all day. It was a very sleazy attempt to circumvent the Fifth Amendment, and to deny former President Trump the right that every American has not to engage in self-incrimination by turning over a document, the very production of which would admit that he owned and possessed classified material. So, uh, so Professor, who yeah. pushed that button? 
Was it uh, was attorney, it the attorney well, general? Was it uh, the FBI? Yeah. Was it the president no, himself? The, look, the, no, not the president. The attorney general is very smart. Went to Harvard Law School, was a judge for many years, highly, highly respected, almost became a Supreme Court justice, was nominated. He would understand this issue of production immunity, which very few people understand. I taught it for years, and students would get very confused about it. How can you say that the document itself is not privileged under the Fifth Amendment, but producing the document, the act of production, is an act of self-incrimination? Very few people really understand that, but an attorney general, an experienced prosecutor, would understand that and wouldn't want to give Trump what's called production immunity. So instead, they circumvented the Fifth Amendment, went to his house, grabbed the stuff. Now they can introduce it against him. And Ed Cox, you have a you made a very uh, salient point about the anniversary of what oh, sure, was yesterday. Sure. I mean, they leaked the story to The New York Times yesterday. So it'd be printed today. Not that everything's printed these days, but it's printed today, August 9, the 49th anniversary of the resignation of President Nixon. They wanted right. to collide the two stories. I remember when that happened. I just remember I was all alone watching the television, rooting for him to resign, and he resigned, and I didn't have anybody to And when you, when you pack up very quickly, it was done then, and as Trump did too, because he believed he had won, your staff puts a lot of stuff in the boxes. Some's classified, oh, some's not. But it doesn't matter, because the president's got more... A former president has more in his head that's classified than could ever be on paper. That's why one of the reasons why he has Secret Service. And, and presidents take everybody takes with them some classified material for their memoirs. They sure. want to write their memoirs. And so that's very common. And the result usually is a small fine. Um, Sandy Berger got fined. Uh, Hillary Clinton got nothing. Uh, others have gotten fined. But I know of no case in my 60 years of experience where anybody has been actually criminally prosecuted. Well, so there was another purpose here. There was another purpose. I think it was one big dragnet to scarf up anything they could, whether related to oh, classified or to, uh, or to the, the January 6th hearing. No, Alan. I agree with you. Remember, a subpoena, you have to ask for specific documents. But a search, you can seize anything that's in plain view. And if they see something that looks incriminating, they're going to seize that even though it's not part of the yeah. And they're allowed to break into a personal safe and, 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 and see if, in search of what? Well, it reminded me of Geraldo Rivera. In search Rivera, of a crime. A whole, a whole program, Geraldo Rivera looking for the safe of, uh, of uh, you know, that uh, mafia guy, and nothing was in it. That was happening here, too. Capone. Nothing was in it. Capone. Al Capone. But uh, he, they probably had a warrant to search the safe. Sure, sure um, they did. What basis they had for the warrant to search the safe, I don't know. But they went into it. But what they should have done, subpoenaed the safe, subpoenaed the 15 or 12 boxes, let the judges go through every single document, decide whether it was ever classified, whether it was declassified, whether it was privileged under executive privilege or privileged under um, lawyer-client privilege, but instead they just swept everything up. Alan, and, it's, uh, it's, it's yeah. Richard Weinberg. It seemed to me that this was less a legal process than political theater, and it was very troubling. 
given the history of the FBI and the Justice Department in recent years, how they've conducted themselves. What do you think? Rich, it's even worse. It's, no, it's I, weaponizing. I, I, it's I weaponizing. agree with you, but I'm trying to provide a rationale. Look, these are decent people in the Justice Department. They're graduates of great law schools. They want to go on to terrific careers. They don't want to do anything that they can't justify to themselves. So I think they justify this by the technique that I've just laid out. They don't want to give them immunity, and so they'll seize it instead of subpoenaing it. They need to have a justification for themselves, and I suspect that's the justification. Professor, this is Craig Eaton. So, so if what you said is true, then they're really weaponizing the attorney general and the FBI to go after um, Republican opponents, the president's right. opponents. That's right. And the Republicans would have done the same thing and will do the same thing. I was audited four times during the Nixon administration because I was one of his enemies, and four times the government had to pay me money. I didn't have to pay them any money. But I was clearly targeted, and during the McCarthy period, people were targeted by the Republicans. Today, the only thing that's new is it's Democrats and the hard left. People like Professor Lawrence Tribe, who's trying now to persuade Merrick Garland to indict President Trump for attempting to murder Pence. Can you imagine that? Oh, my God. Professor saying that he wants the president, the former this president, is indicted for attempted murder. If a student wrote that in an exam, you'd fail him. C minus, C minus with great inflation. Thank Alan Dershowitz, thank you. Thank you for, for uh, breaking news, and thank you for always thinking of, uh, of what the truth is, and uh, God bless. I mean, it's hard to believe these things are happening to in the United States of America. And uh, Alan Dershowitz will catch up again real soon. Sure, thank you. Thank you. And... Uh, uh, we, I believe we have uh, Lindsey Graham is calling in. Let's go to Lindsey Graham. With us today is Senator Lindsey Graham. Uh, he is the senior senator from uh, the great state of South Carolina. And was, tell me, uh, Senator, there's so many things going on in in our country right now. Where do you want to begin? I mean, the, this uh, this new bill by Senator Schumer, uh, it's going to hurt the economy and it's going to hurt the middle class. What say you? I say you're right. So all Republicans, all Republicans voted no. All Democrats voted yes. The same people are telling you this bill, the the Inflation Reduction Act, will reduce inflation are the same people that told you that the American Rescue Plan in March of 2021 will double the economy. In 2021, we had 2.6% inflation rate. They passed the $1.9 trillion American Rescue Plan, tax and spend growing the government. It, it set inflation on fire. This bill makes everything worse. 87,000 new IRS agents, bigger than the British Army, over double the size of the IRS. The average income level of an audit is 75000 below. A 15% minimum tax that will stop investment. You can't expense equipment or expand factories through expensing, which spurred the economy on. There are so many things about this bill. Uh, a new gas tax of 16.4 cents per barrel on imported oil and American crude refined in America. This will add to inflation. It's a disaster, and I'm hoping some House Democrats will not vote for it. Time will tell. Well, what I'm praying for and what I tell them, that every time they raise a uh, taxes on, uh, on on an oil company or on a Procter and Gamble right. or anything, it, it goes. They reflect it back to the consumer. 
So it's a tax on, on the poor and middle class. Well, that's what this Congressional Budget Office said. This would have no impact on inflation, but the 300-something billion dollars in new taxes will, in fact, um, go to, to people who make less than $100,000. It doesn't change tax rates, but it taxes businesses. They will pass it on to the consumer. $45 billion uh, taxes and lack, you know, taking deductions away from American oil and energy companies to produce oil and gas here in America, making us more dependent on foreign oil. This will be inflationary. Uh, and who in their right mind thinks we need 87,000 new IRS agents? That's crazy. That's crazy. You only have 1,000 billionaires on the Forbes list, only 1,000. What do you need 84,000 to chase the 1,000? Are they going to be chasing the middle class? Is that what they're going to be doing? Well, they, I think the average audit is on people making below 75000 Of course they will, John. You know that. You're in business. This is going to be an IRS army. They're going to try to find every dollar they can find to feed the government beast. And that dollar is coming from small businesses, average people who can't fight back. You know, you, you've done well out there. Hell, you can fight the IRS when you think they're overstepping. Most people can't. Most people don't have the money. They'll shake them down. And this is a horrible idea. It is expanding government and taxes at a time we're in a recession. You don't expand government and raise taxes during a recession. This is going to kill American energy production. And uh, I've worked with Democrats on infrastructure bill, on other things. Uh, this got no Republican support for a reason. I, I understood. Now, last night, what happened with the yeah. President Trump? I mean, is this going to become a permanent? Are we a banana republic yet? Well, there's two things here. Nobody's above the law, but the law needs to be above politics. And when you look at President Trump from the time he came down the escalator, there's been an unending effort to destroy him and his family. Remember the Mueller investigation where the FBI was reprimanded by the court? The Department of Justice was reprimanded by the FISA court for manipulating evidence in a warrant application, leaving out exculpatory information. Uh, basically a fraud on the court. Those same people, uh, I think, were in charge of the Hunter Biden investigation. So every conservative in the country is very suspicious. I think politics, when it comes to Trump and the law, have merged. There's a high burden on the Justice Department to to explain this. We're 90 days inside of a until the next election, and Donald Trump will be the Republican nominee if he wants it. So this smells of politics. It's just, it's crazy that the Department of Justice and the FBI is, I'm sure they're ordering the FBI to do what they're doing. Well, all I can say is I hear from the liberals, well, this was a warrant obtained by a judge. Well, Carter Page had multiple warrants issued against him based on information that was completely fraudulent and bogus. So, the warrant application is no better than the people drawing it up. All I can say about President Trump is he's more determined than ever to uh, get this country out of the ditch. When he left, the border was the most secure in 40 years. It's completely broken. Millions of illegal immigrants coming over. Uh, inflation is rampant. rampant. We withdrew Afghan from Afghanistan in a dishonorable, dangerous way. Uh, the Russians have invaded Ukraine. China's threatening Taiwan. The economy's in a recession. Uh, 
So I think he's more determined to run than ever, and this will probably push him to run more than even before. I agree with you there. I mean, if the Democrats didn't want him to run, I think this pushes him to, towards that direction. Uh, one uh, last question. Uh, I understand the judge that signed a warrant for, for, the, uh, for the FBI to go after Trump uh, at Mar-a-Lago was F- Jeff Epstein's old lawyer. I don't know. I, I don't know any of the details yet, but we need to understand what happened here. You know, again, uh, nobody's above the law, but politics and the law when it comes to Trump has been intermersed here. So we'll find the details later. Later, Hopefully, they, they owe an accounting to the American people. The average FBI agent's going to work protecting this country, but the leadership over the last five years has been core when it comes to Trump, and we'll see what happens here. Senator Lindsey Graham, thank you for speaking up for America, and, and God bless you, and God bless America. Looking forward to seeing you in the near future. Matt, thank you, John, for everything. Take care, my friend. Breaking news, WABC. Well, we're back, and I understand we got some new information that nobody realized. And the FBI that, that flew down to Palm Beach to, to do what they did in Mar-a-Lago was the Washington FBI. The question is why? Uh, Ed Cox, what say you? Because the Palm Beach FBI might have done it by the book. And this was what the Justice Department wanted, was a dragnet to get everything they words, could. Ed, J. Edgar Hoover had his own hit squad. He, he had six guys that went around just killed people. And he had know? the ammunition in his safe. Right. Uh, yes. And, and so... These 30 people that went from the FBI in Washington down to Palm Beach to do whatever they did, they, was they that had a, a personal hit squad? That, that's they not normal agenda. protocol, right? That's not agenda, the normal John. protocal. Normally, if I'm mistaken, it's that they use the field the office local. there, yeah. the local sure. office, the agents you know, there. Why would you fly down 30 FBI guys from Washington to go down to, to Palm Beach? To make sure they did the right job that they wanted done. By whose order? By, by Was it the Attorney General of the United States? Or, I, you know, let's think about it. Let's take a break. And uh, when we come back, uh, we have uh, John Solomon has a few words And we'll to say. also have um, Newt Gingrich. And we've got a former FBI keep it right here. Cats at Night. It's Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Well, we're back, and I think we have John Solomon is calling in. And on the line with us right now, intrepid investigative reporter extraordinaire John Solomon of JustTheNews.com. This is such a busy news day. What's the latest news you have for us? Well, listen, uh, the continuation of trying to hit Donald Trump from different sides uh, continued today. Just a little bit ago, a federal appeals court in Washington gave the House Ways and Means Committee, by the way, the Democratic control. House Ways and uh, Committee, permission to go get Donald Trump's private tax returns. That's a rarity. We very seldom see tax returns uh, pierced. Uh, That's almost certainly going to be appealed, but it kind of adds to a larger picture in Washington, which is from all different sides, Democrats are trying to hit Donald Trump, fearful that he's going to be running again in 2024. And one Democrat said it out loud last night, the Democrat who had played a major role in the Russia collusion caper. He's the guy that supervised the team of Chris Steele and Michael Sussman that brought all the disproven allegations of Russia collusion. His name is Mark Elias, the former liar, lawyer from um, Perkins Coie, the Trump campaign. He said, listen, 
this should disqualify the president from being able to run in 2024. He said it out loud what Democrats now acknowledge they're trying to do. They want to nullify Donald Trump's capability to do that. And all day today in Washington, Democrats, elected Democrats in Congress, have been sounding off that they believe the president should go to prison. They haven't specified the crime, but they're saying things like, uh, this is what happens when you break the law, try to steal an election, incite a deadly insurrection. Donald Trump should be in jail. That's a House um, Progressive Caucus Chairwoman, Pramila Jayapal. Uh, they're, the idea that this is an opposition-driven uh, operation that started with the raid yesterday, continued with the court ruling today, is being openly talked about in Washington, not realizing, I think, that many people outside of Washington see this like banana republic rhetoric. A lot of facts we need before we can make an honest judgment what happened yesterday. But the politics of the opposition party saying, we're glad this happened. We want to see Donald Trump in prison loud and clear today, unlike anything I've seen in my 35 years in Washington. John Solomon, what are some of the details uh, regarding the raid? I'm hearing 15 boxes, 30 agents. What, what do you know? Yeah, about two and a half dozen agents is what I'm told, most of them from the Washington field office, which is unusual. Normally when the FBI executes a search warrant, they use the local uh, police. So they would normally use Miami or Palm Beach FBI agents, but they didn't. They sent the FBI uh, uh, agents from the Washington field office. That's significant for one reason. It's that very office that just a week ago yesterday, a week before the raid, Chuck Grassley identified as an office that had suffered from serious case of political bias, political meddling, uh, multiple whistleblowers. The allegation so serious, the number two official in that office moved aside from his job. And yet a week later, they're back at it going after Donald Trump, despite these allegations. Um, uh, they were looking for lots of pieces of evidence. There was previously 15 boxes of documents that President Trump voluntarily gave back to the National Archives. It's unclear how many uh, boxes of evidence was taken yesterday, what was taken. We're told that the, uh, a safe was cracked. They didn't find anything in it, according to Eric Trump. Uh, we don't have a complete inventory of what the FBI took, and I'm not sure the FBI knows everything they took yet either. It'll take a couple of days, and at some point, They'll go to court and they'll, they'll produce a document in court called the search warrant returns. And we'll get to see two things. What was their motive for the raid and what did they sweep up in the, in the, uh, in the search? There was a report, John, that uh, the, the judge that signed off on this was Jeff Epstein's old attorney. What say you? Yeah, not quite. Uh, he represented some um, secondary figures <laughs> in the Epstein case when he was a a private attorney. You know, lawyers represent clients. We don't often judge a lawyer just by their clients. So we need to be careful here. I think the bigger question for this judge is, what was he asked to rule on? What evidence did he make the decision on? Very much like those FISA judges, the pre the FISA warrants two years ago, did he have a reason to approve this um, uh, search? That's going to be the question the country is going to be waiting to get an answer to. Is it the Department of Justice that goes... Is it the Department of Justice that goes to the FISA court to, to, to request a warrant, or is it the FBI? In this case, uh, the FBI would seek the warrant uh, directly with the court, but because it involved a former president, for instance, even a journalist, if they were going to get a warrant, there are special procedures that were called special circumstances uh, suspects. Um, you have to take this to the Justice Department, and almost always the attorney general himself has to make the decision. Yes you can raid the former president's compound. So this almost certainly, based on the rules we know the Justice Department typically uses, this raid would have been signed off directly by Attorney General uh, Merrick Garland. Uh, then they go to the court, 
after getting justice permission, if the court feels it's uh, compelling enough based on the evidence they put in there, they can then go and execute the search warrant like they did. The big question for folks here is, what did the court know? What is the evidence? And remember, we know the FBI in prior search warrants in the Russia case, when they were FISA warrants, even a more serious type of warrant, a counterintelligence warrant, the FBI lied, misstated, even doctored a document to deceive the court. So there are two questions here. Did the FBI tell the truth to the court, and did the court really have enough grounds to make this decision? We'll get those answers in the next few weeks. We'll get to see some visibility when the search warrant returns get entered into the court record. Thank you, John Solomon, and we'll, we'll talk to you next day or two to see, find out what the update is, and uh, thank you for everything you do for Keep Americans Informed. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. Wow, what a, what a, what a, what a bunch of... Uh... People that we have today. I mean, they, I know a lot of breaking news going on. There's a lot of breaking news. Well, we're going to take a break. Uh, well, no, I think we're going to go straight to Lou Dobbs. I think when we when we come back, I understand the former assistant director in charge of the FBI New York office wants to make a few comments, and he's going to be calling in. His name is George Venizelos. Let's go to Lou Dobbs uh, for that report, and then we'll come back with uh, Mr. Venizelos. This is Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Welcome back to the John Katz Matidis Cats at Night show. Still a lot of news for you here. Keep it keep it right here where we'll also be speaking momentarily with former Speaker of the House, Newt Gingrich, Dr. Mark Siegel. But now on the line for us, we have George Venizelos. He's a former assistant director in charge of the New York Division of the FBI. He was with the FBI for over two decades. Uh, welcome back to Cats at Night. Hey, Lydia, how are you? We're doing well. Uh, George Venizelos, uh, why would the FBI use the Washington office uh, and send down 30 agents from the Washington office instead of using the Florida office? That's where the, where the theoretical crime took place. Well, in this case, I can see that. It's a, this is a very sensitive case. Um, it's a need-to-know basis. They want to keep the circle clo- close, not have a lot of people in the FBI know um, what kind of information they're seeing and this and that. So often, like with terrorism matters too, they have, we have fly teams that go or te- little teams that go and do these type of things. I don't, I don't find that that unusual in a case of this magnitude because this is – you don't get any more serious than this as a former president as far as um, trying to control the leaks and the perception that's out there. And George, is this normal uh, protocol would, that they would just kind of do a raid before actually speaking with him to make sure he turns over any documents? It just seems kind of um, extreme. I, I mean, I don't see it extreme. I see um, in this case, I don't know the information they have. They must have some really um, damaging information that that gives them the predication and the ability to go in and try to do a search warrant. Um, and keep in mind that when you work in a case like this, um, the attorney general's approving everything, the, the highest levels, uh, the federal judge is signing off on a search warrant, so that, that there has to be strong probable cause to do this because you have to expect the blowback in a case like this. Why, Ed Cox here, George, why wouldn't they have cleared it with the White House since it is not sensitive, not just from a, from a, because the president, the former president is involved, it is, could be seen as political? Well, 
Well, I think I think the White House is probably, you know, kind of recusing themselves because of the former president, so it doesn't fall back as a political type of um, uh, case against the, the former president. So they're probably putting it all on the Attorney General. I mean, he's the boss when it comes to this stuff. So uh, this is probably being driven by the Attorney General. You know what, George, this is Craig Eaton. You know, the, the problem that I see is, you know, we just came over these hearings, the January 6th hearings, and, and they went on for weeks and weeks and weeks, and the Democrats are looking for any kind of evidence they can. And now you get this surprise attack on, on a former president's home. I mean, if, if you put it all together, it just it just smells of a fishing expedition by the Democrats to try and make sure they can go against former President Trump to make sure that he does not run again. I mean, I mean, that's, I think that's a valid, um, you know, concern. And, but I would hope in this matter that the the evidence is there, the probable cause is there um, to do this. This is only an evidence gathering routine. Obviously, there must you have to have some strong allegations or evidence to go and do a search warrant of this magnitude on a former president. You just don't do it. There has to be something there. But I, and obviously there'll be hearings on this, so someday the public will know the truth. George, right now, do you think so somebody now, around the president uh, made the allegation to the FBI or whoever? Well, I would, for them to go in his house and get the search warrant for a safe, they had to have had some strong information, um, not just, you know, official ex- expedition, strong information that there's something, what they're looking for, is in a safe. Somebody must have told them they saw it, and that will all come out at, at the end when, it, when we when the smoke clears here. So they're not going to go into a former president's house, go into the safe on on a whim. They're not going to do it. Well, you're you're 100 yeah. percent right. I'm just reading now in the Washington Post that sources are telling the Washington Post that the Justice Department and FBI officials had traveled to Mar-a-Lago to speak to Trump's representatives and to inspect the storage space where there were documents held. And they expressed concern that the former president or people close to him had had items there that should be in government custody. They're also quoting some other sources, again, saying that they had been aggressively contacted people in Trump's orbit to get some documents back. In so, search of a crime. In search of a crime. Yeah. Like, like the others, they spoke on the condition of anonymity to discuss details of the investigation. But here's my issue. Why? Who is leaking now details to the Washington Post, the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal? I thought this the whole point of them sending a team down to Mar-a-Lago was to keep it as close-knit as possible. To try to keep it buttoned up. It's not exactly buttoned up, is it? Right. Well, that this is a that's another case. That's a leak case. You know, that's why they try to keep these teams tight, small, and and, and they don't want the, the Miami office to get involved in a search for for reasons like this. Um, and that's that's a serious. That if leaks are coming out, to me, that is extremely serious when it comes to a case like this. There are thirty agents. Is not small. This is a huge dragnet. Apparently, the reports are they scarfed up everything they could. I'm not sure they knew exactly what they were looking for. Uh, that was more an excuse for a warrant, whatever was in that, whatever was in that application for the warrant. And it wouldn't be yeah, the first time. Have, and they have to stay within it. They have to stay within that um, the parameters and the warrant. Yeah, but George, and this and that. 
George, wouldn't be the first time in recent history that there's been an abuse in, of the of the process by the FBI and the Department of Justice in getting uh, warrants. Yeah, the whole Pfizer warrants based on misrepresentations and doctored uh, evidence, and yet the Pfizer court gave them the search warrants on numerous occasions, and that's what's troubling. I think the FBI and the Justice Department have a real credibility problem here. George, uh, we got Newt Gingrich uh, calling in right now. Thank you for calling in. We have to go to Newt Gingrich. Uh, Let's go uh, to Newt Gingrich. With us today is Newt Gingrich, the former Speaker in the House and one common-sense American and uh, a historian. Uh, former Speaker Newt Gingrich, have you ever seen anything like this before? Uh, are we becoming a banana republic? Well, I've never seen anything like this in the United States. You've seen it in Venezuela or Zimbabwe uh, or with the East German Stasi, the secret police. Um <clears throat> But the idea that you'd have 30 FBI agents basically occupy a former president's private home, uh, wander around, look for anything they wanted to. We have no idea whether they planted things. We have no idea what they did that was selective. Uh, I think the signal there is if they can do that to a former president, think what they can do to you. And I think it's an act of deliberate intimidation, and it truly – I think, uh, changes uh, the future of the United States. I mean, either either this will be repudiated and we'll go back to a constitutional republic under the rule of law, or we'll continue to slide down into a corruption uh, and a dishonesty uh, and a, a rule by brute power in a way that will destroy America as we've known it. In the last five years, there's nothing but disorder, uh, injustice in the Department of Justice. I mean, Look what they did to General Flynn. The FBI has been consistently operating illegally. It's been consistently doing things that in a law-abiding country would have put a whole bunch of FBI agents in jail. Uh, The absurdity of what they're doing uh, is, I think, extraordinary. And the fact that they're now willing out in the open to occupy the home of a former president, probable Republican nominee, and, and potentially next president, uh, just tells you that the the deep state is desperately afraid that it's going to lose power. Uh, Speaker Gingrich, I just uh, listened to the press conference a short time ago, and the White House press secretary said that President Biden was unaware of the raid. Do you believe that? No, I mean President Biden may be unaware of what day it is. I mean that's that's not a very fair test. What what I am certain of is that that. Uh, the Attorney General Garland knew about the raid. The head of the FBI knew about the raid. Uh, <clears throat> to the degree that they were prepared to raid uh, the home of a former president and they didn't clear it with the White House, that tells you a lot about how totally out of control the bureaucracy is uh, and how really how much in danger we all are. And I would say to everybody listening to us, you ought to call your members of Congress and demand they vote no on Friday about adding 85 or 87,000 more IRS agents. That's more than doubling the total number. And that will give the Biden team enough enforcers to intimidate every American. What What do you think this is all really about? Many are speculating power. it has to do with power and trying to prevent him from running again. Sure. Look, it's all, it's all about power and ideology. Ideologically, they hate everybody who's not woke. 
Uh, they think we're all we're all beneath dignity, not worthy of worrying about. And they love power and they love the money that comes with power. So you have, whether it's the teachers union uh, or it is uh, some of the big corporations that have huge government contracts. I mean, when you have a government that spends trillions of dollars, you have a lot of folks who have an interest in dominating that and getting at the trough and making sure uh, that they're fed like the little pigs they are. Uh, and I think all of these things come together. And so you now have, and of course in Washington, you have a city which is overwhelmingly anti-Trump. I mean, the, the, the Trump got 5.6% of the vote in DC. And my guess is that they're gonna, if they do try him, they'll try him in DC, uh, where they know they don't, you know, there'll be a 19 to one against him jury. It's, it's, a, it's a crazy situation. What do we do? You know, I, I said publicly the other day on our radio that uh, maybe it shouldn't be the president of the United States appoint the FBI director or, or, or appoint the Department of Justice. What would you say? Maybe have five Democratic senators and five uh, uh, Republican senators maybe pick an FBI, the FBI director. Well, that, you, you could do that, or, or you could change it and have the FBI director serve at the pleasure of the president. Uh, and the idea that this guy's got a 10-year term when it's clear that he lies to the Congress, it's clear that he's presiding over bad people doing bad things. Uh, you know, I, I certainly think we ought to look carefully at, at what are we going to have to do, not just to reform the head of the FBI, but really to reform uh, at a minimum several hundred people. Speaker Gingrich, is this really about notes from the National Archive? I mean, I just find no. it so preposterous. Well, it is preposterous. I mean, Hillary Clinton had over 100 secret documents on a server at her house. Nobody raided it. She uh, deleted 31,000 emails. Nobody raided her house. She had staff that used a hammer to destroy uh, the memory of, of a computer. Nobody raided the house. Uh, you've, you've had uh, several years now of knowing that Hunter Biden is a bum and a crook uh, and that he took money from Ukraine, Russia, and China. Uh, no, you know... And he's been staying in the White House. I mean, are they going? Are they going to raid Hunter Biden's bedroom in the White House? Of course not. This whole thing is a rigged deal. Uh, and what you have is an anti-Republican, anti-conservative, deep state that is desperately afraid that if Donald Trump wins again, that now having served four years, he understands how sick the system is, and that their world will literally be torn apart by reformers who are, who are tired of having bureaucrats break the law. Speaker Gingrich, it does feel like, though, because so much uh, support has been galvanized uh, behind Trump, that maybe this uh, plan has backfired on them. I, I think that may be true. I, I've seen a whole series of liberals, including, by the way, Andrew Cuomo, uh, who came out and just said this is totally wrong and dangerous. Uh, and I think a lot of, I saw a little good friend of mine had a liberal lawyer write him and say, look, I don't agree with Trump at all, but I'm volunteering my time to, to help uh, defend him in court because I think this is so totally outrageously wrong. The average American is going to realize pretty quickly a government powerful enough and arrogant enough to send 30 agents to the home of a president when they know he's not there is a government powerful enough to be a danger to you personally. And every American has a stake in taming this government. I agree. Uh, Newt Gingrich, uh, we have uh... About a minute left. Anything else you want to tell the American people? Yeah, I, I want everyone to understand this is the most dangerous period internally since the Civil War. 
and that every American who's concerned needs to get every friend they've got to go vote this fall. The only legitimate way to change this is, frankly, to beat them at the polls by such a big margin that the message is clear that the American people will not be dominated by a dictatorship of petty bureaucrats, left-wing wackos, uh, people who are woke and people who are corrupt. So it's up to us as a country. Are we as citizens ready to take our country back? Speaker Newt Gingrich, thank you for speaking. Always working for our country, speaking out for our country, and you continue to speak out for our country. God bless you, and God bless you. Thank you. That was one interview. Wow, he doesn't hold back. And by the way, another person who doesn't hold back, former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, tweeted, executing a warrant against the ex-president of the United States is dangerous. The apparent political weaponization of the DOJ and FBI is shameful. The attorney general must explain why 250 years of practice was upended. He says also, I served on Benghazi where we proved Hillary possessed classified info and we didn't raid her home. So, Ed Cox, why do you think they never raided uh, Hillary Clinton? Clearly, back then, there's basically you don't do that. She was a presidential candidate, but it's different for Donald Trump. Because the FBI has a vendetta against Donald Trump because he exposed them when he exposed what Comey did, what McCabe did, what the way the council uh, cheated on the FISA warrants and didn't inform the court properly. Uh, and but that's, no, nobody went to jail. They no, doctored they documents. Nobody they doctored, went to jail. That kid, I mean, that what lawyer, kind of country do we that have? lawyer doctored documents to the FISA court. He wasn't disbarred. He wasn't... At, prosecuted, didn't go to jail. And he should have been. He actually Absolutely. should have been for the violations that Absolutely. he did and, and the crimes Donald that he Trump committed. They took away Rudy and Giuliani's uh, law, license. Uh, law, law license, and nobody went to jail in Washington. I guess because Rudy was headquartered in New York right now. It, it's a full-court press on Trump I mean, and so, anybody that The other knows big him. news today, Craig, mm-hmm. the other big news today, a tweet, mm-hmm. a tweet from Andrew Cuomo. <laughs> right. What did he say, Lydia? He basically said that they better have their facts straight, that they went after Trump, and he's in shock by it. I mean, he didn't specifically say that he's backing up, but he said— I'm he shocked! Did, he said the DOJ must disclose the bona fide nature of this action, or the, else the Republicans will use it to discredit the January 6th investigation, etc. They must explain why they did this raid, and it must be more than a search for inconsequential archives, or in, it will in be— In search of a crime. In search uh-huh. of a crime. Now, Trump. If you search, hey, if you search enough, you'll find something. Absolutely. Trump also tweeted. He said, "This is a continuation of Russia, Russia, Russia. Impeachment hoax one, impeachment hoax number two, the no collusion Mueller report, and more." To make matters worse, this is all, in my opinion, a coordinated attack with the radical left Democrats, state and local DAs and AGs. What and do you think? Forget, and don't forget, today, Court of Appeals in District of Columbia directed. IRS documents in the possession of the IRS be turned over to the Ways and Means Committee of the House. That's a coincidence, too, isn't it? Uh, I, I think we're going to have to take a break. Let me, and let me tell you something. The, uh, I said to – who did I say it to before? Was it Newt or was it uh, uh, John Solomon? There's only – Forbes says there's only 1,000 billionaires. Now, they're hiring 84,000 IRS agents. What are the other 83,000 going to do? 
Go they're going to go after the go middle after, class. And go the, after us. They're going to go class. after the middle class. Yeah. The majority of people take, who are audited make $200,000 or less. 200 to 500 is the And is the, that, and the, and the small area. business guys. Yeah. That's where the money is. They're going to go after the what, small business. What do you business. say to small business guys? The glom the cash. Right, because we can't uh, let's, the uh, let's take a break, and we're going to come back with Dr. Mark Siegel and see what he has to say. I mean, uh, no sex with monkeys. <laughs> This is Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Welcome back to the John Katzmatidis Cats at Night show. I guess we'll do a little medical stuff now. Huh, huh John? We got Dr. Mark well, Siegel. I, I, I mean, we're all disgusted what's going on in Washington. Well, what's what else can we do? Uh, I know, right? Monkey pox, right? Or is there another plague up, coming upon us? Dr. Well, Siegel. Maybe Dr. Siegel could be a psychiatrist and we'll send him to Washington to take care of Washington. Well, give us some Xanax or something to <laughs> I'm happy to down. do that, but they got to pay me a fortune for that. I'll be, I won't have a minute to sleep. <laughs> but, but you want to talk about, how about polio? Listen to this. You know that polio is actually a national security problem? You know why? Because this polio outbreak in Rockland County came from a live virus vaccine, and I'm wondering how it got here because Mexico, for example, gives a, that live virus vaccine out still, and for s- several weeks afterwards, you shed the virus. Hmm, wonder if it came that way. You know, and, and, and what's interesting about that is back in the old days, 1903, when my grandfather came here, you know what, what happened then? We actually, Lydia, used to check people and hold them up and do tests. Did they have TB? Did they have this? Did they have that? Now people just waltz across the border. Travelers come here unchecked. You never know what people are bringing in, right? Right. And Dr. Siegel, what do you think is the remedy for somebody who suffers from Trump derangement syndrome? Because oh, I think <laughs> I think Washington <laughs> is, there, All right. is, is there, there a pill, pill that we can put in the water or something? Uh, well, Trump vaccine. Is there a vaccine? There's an obsession going on with the former president. <laughs> And I have to tell you, I don't mean to I don't mean to disappoint people, but when I interviewed him in the White House, he's charming, he's he's very aware of other people. You know, he, he, he invited me into the Oval Office and he said he invited the whole crew in and he said, You think you think Bush and Obama invited the crew in here? He said we were sitting at at the at the at the desk with him. I mean he's just I don't know, all of this stuff raids I mean, it's it's unbelievable, isn't it? And President Biden, I mean, his um, his feebleness Coffee. is becoming more. No, well, even just like I saw a video that he forgot he he shook uh, Schumer's hand seconds later. He could he couldn't put his jacket on. He's still coughing it's incessantly. Getting worse. It's getting worse and, and worse. It's, it's I'm, worried, I'm worried about this coughing. He still could have COVID. By the way, it comes back. In terms of forgetting that you shook Schumer's hand, I would probably forget that too. I think we got to <laughs> let, let him off the hook for that. <laughs> He couldn't even put his jacket on. I don't know. It's just that his gait seems to be worsening, the stooping, the mumbling. I don't know. It's concerning. You don't seem to be as big as fat, Lydia. <laughs> <laughs> what, what gave it away, doctor? Uh, well, and, and, you know, you're right. He seems At times he seems more like he's in his 90s. And the best was my 98-year-old father. They were checking him for orientation in the hospital recently. He's doing well, by the way, and he's home. And they asked him who the president of the United States was. He said, practically speaking, we don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> that, now that's he's shocked. Right. We're going to bring you on to do comedy from now on, uh, Doctor. Your dad's one sharp guy there. One sharp guy is right. So the point there, though, is you can be sharp at 98 and you cannot be sharp at 79, right? Absolutely. Look at Trump. He's he's what? He's just, what, two years younger? 
It's, it's ages can be just a number for some people. So I, I don't know. And John and John wanted me to talk about insulin too, Lydia. And I, and I have to say, you know, that I'm a little bit disturbed by that because we have a monopoly of ins, on insulin in the United States. Nova Nordisk and Sanofi and Lilly make like 95 percent of the insulin and people can't afford it. And the prices are skyrocketing and middle managers are, are taking their cut and. It's it's a problem in terms of out-of-pocket costs, and so now there's a bill. They've had a multiple number of bills. They're trying to get it capped, but the latest bill is only for Medicare. It's a problem. It's a problem. And I don't have an easy solution to this except to say we need more competition. Remember when John Casamitidis brought Gristidis in? He outcompeted everybody. That's the way to do it. Well, Dr. Mark Siegel, thank you so much for your input, and uh, God bless uh, and God bless America. And uh, what do we stand for in this show, guys? With Judge Truth. Weinberg, Ed Cox, uh, Craig Eaton? Truth, Truth justice, justice, and the American way. God bless America. Where's that Superman music? There he goes, off to the blue sky.